Uninvisible is a support podcast that provides information, ideas, suggestions, and experiences that deal squarely with medical issues that present unique advocacy issues for individuals. We do not provide medical advice of any kind. We do provide support, concepts, ideas, discussions, and information that you can use to make sure that you are being heard and that your concerns are being addressed. Please consult with your physician for any medical issue that you are facing, but we will be here for you along your journey. We welcome all comments about our episodes and, of course, the correction of any errors. Information and comments that you send to us are governed by our Terms of Service and Privacy Policy, which are available on our website located at www.uninvisiblepod.com. The opinions expressed by guests are their own and are not necessarily the opinion of Uninvisible or the show sponsors. Most of all, we welcome your stories and experiences to share with our community because without you, this community and the benefit it offers all of us would not exist. Any advertising that you may hear is accepted without regard to our editorial content. Of course, in the event that you are having a medical emergency of any kind, consult your physician or emergency services. Welcome to Uninvisible. I'm your host, Lauren Friedman. And I'm here with my guests to bring you info, insights, and inspiration for coping with, diagnosing, and treating invisible illness. We're here oversharing, so you don't have to struggle with invisibility anymore. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Tonic Vibes and Ember Wave. Yeah. And I couldn't move. Hmm. Um, a disc had slipped out of my C4, C5 in my neck and I couldn't move my left side. Wow. So they rushed me to the hospital and they were so afraid that I was going to get into a lupus flare from all of this. Yeah. So they were kind of like watching me very carefully. I didn't flare. Mm. And luckily, because it was in that neighborhood, my neurologist was there also. Oh, that's really good. So he was like... Might as well, CAT scan, MRI, we're going to do it right now, Um, you know, just to see with your neck and everything, if it did any damage to your brain and stuff like that. Mm. So they did the MRI and CAT scan, and my tumors were gone. So this is within how long? How long did that take? Now one year. One year on medical medium and your brain tumors were gone. Two brain tumors. Yeah. Two brain tumors were gone. That's unreal. the brain disease... Didn't even look like I had it. So you reversed all of the the damage that had been done. Yeah, from the stroke. And when you were doing the medical medium stuff, your focus was on your lupus, obviously, like from lupus the side, and right? the brain tumors and the brain tumor. So this completely cured. Yeah, it's just I, I I can't like. There's a part of me that like I don't have the brain capacity to like fully understand. <laughs> How this kind of miracle happens. Yeah. But it's amazing because, like, the more you tell us about your story and your husband's story, it's like, you guys have had some really bad luck, you know? Oh, I'm not even done with my husband's story. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but it's amazing (laughs) to me because it's like, I I, I really, part of me wants to really believe, well, a huge part of me wants to really believe that Mm -hmm. nobody gets, you know, has to face something Mm -hmm. that they can't handle. Yeah. That, like... You had one thing on top of another. This is going back all the way to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your dad being sick and losing one of your best friends mm-hmm. to the present day where you've been through a divorce, where mm-hmm. you've had stress in your relationships, where your husband's lost his job. You've been in this car accident. It's like one thing after another. <laughs> <This is laughs> when does it end? When does no. it end? But, but truly, like, I mean, there would be some people that this would happen to who, who wouldn't survive it. Maybe right. because, I mean, I don't want to think that, but, you know. Right, right. That, that... The 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 positivity that you've had to cultivate and teach yourselves mm-hmm. through this whole process and the the patience and mm-hmm. the kindness and the generosity to oneself and I mean all of these things have been such a huge part of it mm-hmm. and it's just such a testament to the fact that like the emotional element is just as as important as the physical. Yes. And that, you know, really embracing this change has completely turned your life around. Absolutely. <sighs> just Preach, preach, preach. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take us to church with the rest of this story, though. <laughs> okay, yes. Or to temple, I should say. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, back to my husband's story. Yeah. So, he wasn't completely into the medical medium. He was doing the things that I was telling him to do to sure. help with his gut stuff. 
So then we get to, um, you know, I'm now healing with medical medium with my car accident stuff. Mm. So, you know, trying to bring down the inflammation, it turns out I didn't need surgery. It slipped back in on its own. And you think this was because of the reduction in inflammation in your diet? Oh, yeah. 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 That's from medical medium. Like I, I basically applied like the muscle health, uh, nerve, muscle, um, inflammation health. Mm. So it's like, it's just like constantly researching. Yeah. You know? But you also knew where in the book to look for yeah, exactly. these things because you were so familiar at this exactly. point too. Yeah. Exactly. And for those of you, you can also go into the index, look up your symptoms. Sure. You can even Google medical medium and your symptom and it'll all pop up for you. Mm. So for those of you who, um, where if it's if it's difficult to read because it is a lot of reading and it is a lot of information Dense. and when you have lupus fog and brain fog it's really hard yeah so you have that that option mm. um, okay so since we got his gut health better they finally um, scheduled his surgery for September six mm. so we get to that date they reverse the colostomy bag. And then he's bleeding profusely. He lost 10 units of blood when our bodies normally have 14 units. Mm. So he was on blood transfusions. And so that was like a Wednesday, I think, or a Thursday. So you guys have both experienced how amazing it is when people donate blood. Yeah. As well. Yeah, absolutely. That is my alarm. It's so pleasant. (laughs) To breathe. Oh, that's so nice. So I do have alarms throughout the day yeah. to help me to pause That's and smart. to breathe and kind of, yeah, mm. that kind of a thing. So. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he was bleeding profusely. And that Friday, his attending doctor was like, we have to move you to the ICU because the nurses union only allows them to check on a patient once every four hours over the weekend. So they moved him to the cardiovascular ICU. Mm. He's still bleeding Saturday. Sunday, his bleeding finally stopped. Wow. And then he's complaining about chest pain. And the nurses are like, it's from your medication, acid reflux maybe. And I stayed with him until 8.20 that night because it was September 9th. Mm. And I wanted to get home to meditate at 9 p.m. So 999, right? Right. So, and plus his aunt was going to be there. Like she came and because we were at that point basically running shifts. Sure. Because of what happened previously Mm -hmm. for his first surgery. So we didn't want him to be alone. Yeah. (laughs) We all wanted to advocate for him. And so she told me she was going to be at the the restaurant right down the street. So I was like, okay. So I went home and as soon as I sat down to meditate, my cat jumps on me, which she never does. Mm. And then my phone rings and I look at it and it's 9.02. I was like, this is weird. So I answer the phone and it's this woman and she goes, this is the ICU nurse. Mm. Your husband went into full cardiac arrest. We have been trying to revive him for the last 20 minutes. Can you come down to the hospital right now. Oh my god. It was surreal. Yeah. I mean like, I mean telling the story you're I mean there's obviously you're emotionally yeah. connected to the story. Yeah. And so just yeah. Feeling that like coming from out of this meditation too, like just, you know, cuz I go in deeply after I was in it for 2 minutes. Mm. And so just coming it just didn't dawn on me like, oh my god, my husband's dead. Yeah. Right now. So I leave and I, you know, go down to where the, where your car is right now. Yeah. Um, and I back out. And what's really interesting is my, cause my aunt lives next door. Okay. She has a, a security, the, the ring security. Sure. So she's seeing me on her phone while she's at dinner down the she street. She sees that you're pulling out and she's like, what's going on? Yeah. She's like, why is Ginny getting in her car? Mm. Wait, why is Ginny calling me right now? Oh my gosh. It's because I, I thought to call her first so that she can get there first. Because she was just literally two minutes from there. Wow. Like a minute. So then, um, 
you know, she gets there and I'm, and this is Erev Rosh Hashanah. Okay. So this is like the evening before the Jewish New Year. Mm. So his parents were in synagogue at that time. They were in temple. So you couldn't reach them. Could not reach them. And my husband sings in the choir every year. And this was like the first time he was missing it. Mm. And what's crazy was that night, the rabbi decided to do something completely different. He started to, he started the service with um, a Mishaberach, which is a prayer for healing. Oh and they, my gosh. And they called his name out. Wow. So everyone in the temple, they were p- praying for him. Mm. And then across the way, um, our friends that we had met on this program called Honeymoon Israel, mm-hmm. um, it was like 20 couples. We all went together. It was a blast. Um, they were also praying, doing a Mesha Barak and praying for him at that time. Because you guys had scheduled it or like? No. So just- yeah, they were going to do like a dinner. And just for, say a prayer for him at the dinner. Yeah. So this was all just simultaneously occurring. S- occurring at the same time. And so you couldn't have planned it better, really. I, right. <laughs> so as I'm driving to the hospital, his dad finally calls me, gets in touch with me, and I tell him what's going on. And he's just, you know, mm. I mean, we're all just couldn't believe it. So we get to the hospital. I get there, and then I run in and I see him dead on his bed. You can hear him flatlining. Oh my God. You can t- you can see them doing the defibrillator, like shocking him, and they're doing CPR on him. They broke all of his ribs. I mean. So and he's a big guy too, your husband, we should say. Like yeah. he's like so to break those ribs is like you've been doing some CPR. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um so we get there and this is now like 30 minutes into it. And we just I'm just like watching. And I'm praying to everyone I know on the other side, like please bring him back. Mm. And then literally by the 46 minute mark he comes back. So he was dead for 46 minutes. They were working on him for that long. He was on the other side. He had his whole death experience. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So when he came back, they immediately intubated him because mm. they had to find out what happened. Why did he have a heart attack? He's mm. 36 years old. So they found that his main artery was 100% blocked. Oh, my gosh. And... It's and um and the cardiologist said that there was so much severe damage to the bottom muscle of his heart that it was never going to heal. Mm. And he also said that whatever he was doing in the last couple of months saved his life. Medical medium. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So they, as my husband loves to put it, roto rooted his arteries. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and then afterwards, they put him um, on a portable life vest so that if something ever happened to his heart, it would shock him. That it would shock him. Hmm. And there are people who have these devices implanted. So he was just on like the temporary vest thing. They were going to implant it hmm. in like by December. And I was like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to do the medical medium heart stuff. <laughs> wow. And we're going to make sure you're not going to have the surgery to put it in. Yeah. And it turns out by December, they, they looked at his heart and they were like, wow, your heart is healing. And the thing is, I took the supplement list for all the heart stuff mm. and I sent out a mass email to all of his family. It's like, this is what he needs to do. Make sure he eats this way when he goes out with you guys. Right. You know, and um, and, and I it said, sounds like your families are both really supportive of both of you in that way. Like, yeah, they show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some ways, mm-hmm. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> but in terms of like his dad, super, super supportive. Like mm. he would go to Costco and buy the healing foods for us. Yeah, like you know, super supportive. And so with his heart health, you know we. Um, uh, now applying it to him every day. Mm. Um, he was all in with the medical medium yeah. stuff. And thank, thankfully. Well, because he'd seen how it helped you. Yeah. And plus, like, his death experience yeah. kind of made him, like, wake up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I need, really need to do this. Yeah. So. Was he living, like, a particularly unhealthy lifestyle before that? Like, 
Was he super deep in the standard American diet? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Um, he loved fry foods. Yeah, sure. Pork. Yeah. You know. Bad Jew. <laughs> bad Jew. Bad Jew. <laughs> Not kosher at all. No. <laughs> Meat and dairy together oh, all boy. day long. Oh, boy. All day long. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And then, um, you know, and plus, like, he had, like, a pretty hard life in terms of, like, he was a talent agent. Mm. You know, there was a lot of, like, stressful yeah. things that he had to go through in his life. So, which I'm pretty sure kind of also lent to that. Mm. And so after um, after December, the cardio- cardiologist looked at his um, at his heart. He was like, wow, you're healing. Even that bottom muscle? <clears throat> yeah. Even the bottom muscle. Just amazing. Which he said was never going to heal. Yeah. Was healing. And so then basically we saw the cardiologist again just a few months ago. And he said, "In at that point, he said, in six months, it's going to look like you never even had a heart attack. That is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Like. Yeah. Because your husband has committed to this change. Yeah. He's also turned his life around. Yep. Oh, my God. So, I mean, he and I are both proof that this stuff works. And you're two people with totally different bodies and totally different symptoms. Yeah. And here you are practicing what Anthony William preaches. And here you are healing. Yeah. It's just incredible. I just want to say it's crazy because he's not a doctor. Right. He's just a medium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he he always says like, um, you know, he he says it's not him. Mm. I mean, obviously, it is partly him because he's able to deliver the message. Yeah, and this is where it gets kind of woo woo for people. Too. It gets woo woo like, for people. Kidding? Yeah, but you know what? When you're so sick, yeah, you are desperate to do and try anything and everything. Yeah, and that's where I was at. Mm. You know, I was also kind of like, mm, I don't know about the spiritual stuff. Yeah. But I was like, I am so desperate to heal that I'm going to try it. So I tried it and it was working. Yeah. So even if you do or don't believe in the spiritual aspect or the mm. woo-woo stuff, just do just it. Look at the science. Just, yeah. Look at the MRIs and look at the proof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really amazing, yeah. isn't it? Like. And what I love is that you've also, in this process, and I know this because I follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys, definitely follow Eat, Pray, Lupus on, at Eat, Pray, Lupus on, on Instagram, but, um, which we'll link to on the episode page mm-hmm. and everything. But one of the things that you talk about is that you also received spirit mm. from a very young age. Yes. Um, and was, you were taught to deny that aspect of your personality Absolutely. and that going through this experience with your health, connecting it to your spirituality made you reopen those pathways for yourself yep. to sort of let that back in. Mm-hmm. So you really have become your whole self yes, and returned to self. Yes. Um, and that's what that restoration part of yes. this whole process is for. Mm-hmm. And I just think what you've been through, not just physically, but emotionally and, and spiritually is just, it's, I mean, it's absolutely incredible. You do not hear stories like this every day. Right. I, I want you to, like, be on Oprah Super Soul Sundays, you know? <laughs> and have Oprah jumping on a couch for joy. Because it's just incredible, you know? Like, yeah. And, and look, everyone's going to have varying degrees of success with these different approaches to their health and, right. and be that physical, mental, spiritual. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you have had such success that you're able to – to speak to the the protocol and and your experience with it is just mm-hmm. and thank goodness there are people like you who are sharing about that and saying like look this worked for me yes so like it might be worth a try yes which is just I mm-hmm. so exciting <laughs> so we we've talked about your health we've talked about your husband's health and we've talked about how you've gone back to work mm-hmm how are you now balancing the demands of work and life? And how's your husband doing that um, in this fast-paced world we live in? Right. Um, uh, you know, taking into account all the lessons that you've learned mm-hmm. from your healing journey. 
Right. How do you find that balance? How do you strike the balance? I mean, I suppose for you, it's that you're working in meditation and Reiki. And so that's, <laughs> it's a bit easier access, right? <laughs> Wellness consultations. Yeah. I think what it was, um, you know, going through this process, you then begin to find yourself wanting to be of service. Yeah. And so throughout my process, you know, coming as a professional musician, I, I always wanted to bring music to the world, mm. to bring healing in that way through music. Yeah. Um, but then having having to let that go because of the rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. it kind of opened a doorway like of the unknown. Mm. And I think I just kind of embraced that unknown. And so when you embrace the unknown, you find your own balance. Mm. I think that's really beautifully said. <laughs> yeah. You really do. Because everyone is different. Everyone's balance is different. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that and you find your own balance. So for me, and especially with my husband, now that he's going back to work and he's a director of technology, so it's mm-hmm. a big job. Yeah. It can be stressful. And he's on call 24-7. Oh, wow. And so for him, it's just making sure that he's eating the right foods. He's taking his supplements. Mm-hmm. I give him Reiki. You it's know? great. It's handy to have a Reiki practitioner <laughs> in the house. Exactly. <laughs> I give him Reiki, you know, um, and it's about like giving each other space and finding that balance. Yeah. And you have each other for support, which is wonderful. So that's a really good lesson that like if you're going through something like this and you have a partner, Mm -hmm. I mean, your husband was sort of, he had to sort of do it with you eventually, right? Yep. But to have someone to do that with from from the word go is Mm -hmm. hugely helpful, isn't it? Yeah. And obviously has deepened your relationship because the two of you are, you know, even more solid than ever before having been through everything you've been through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that, oh, it's just gorgeous. (laughs) And so so like with my, now with finding my balance, Mm. it's basically just doing one thing at a time. Yeah. One client at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, And just allowing myself the space to give my client the the uh, um, attention mm. that they need um, and also like ways on how I can help them on their healing process mm. um, so that if I am able to focus on giving myself that space then I can give them that space mm. so it's about really f- finding ways to be kind towards myself those alarm bells that go off throughout the day Reminding you to breathe, yeah. Yeah, remind me to breathe, to meditate. Mm. Um, I can even send Reiki to myself. Mm. So that's a thing that I can do. Um, <clears throat> there's like a breath work um, playlist that I have that I breathe to. So it's just finding things throughout the day. Um, not, oh, I should say another thing is. Setting boundaries mm-hmm. is a big thing, mm-hmm. especially setting boundaries on uh, media, yeah. on even social media, yeah. the news, anything that's like negative and toxic. Because mm. I feel like if it's big enough news, I'll hear about it. It's really interesting the way we've been sort of conditioned to consume Absolutely. information. So, uh, well, and not just information, but yeah, literally consume food, and I mean all the ways in which we all consume the things that bombard us. Yeah, and f- you know what's really fascinating is so I I watched Game of Thrones for like the first three seasons. Yeah, and then I was like, I can't deal with deal with this anymore. It's too violent. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch the last season. <laughs> <laughs> well, not very many of us were thrilled with the ending, anyway. <laughs> Let me tell you, the ladies got shafted. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So when I watched the last season, it was the Bells episode. You know, the the one where they battled. Oh, the 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 huge battle at King's Landing. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alerts, guys. (laughs) So when I watched it, I was sobbing. Mm. That's never happened to me before. Hmm. So I have cleared out so much of that stuff out of my life, all yeah. the violent stuff, like any any anything like media related that where it contained that kind of negative energy. Yeah. 
And when I watched it, I was shaking uncontrollably and sobbing. Yeah. Just because it was just so confronting. Feeling the the suffering. Mm. Well acted. So you we know, gotta give him credit for right, putting right. together a great But I mean, it's it. just that that idea of war. Well, normalizing you know? it. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like, and I think that's also that thing that we get with the 24-hour news cycle is that like, yes. we get so used to ever since really the Vietnam War, right? Where we had yes. constant access to carnage. Mm-hmm. We've become desensitized in a lot of ways and uh, to violence. I mean, yes. it's on TV all the time. I mean, I was watching an action TV show last night yeah. and like... For sure there were people and blood and, you know, like, and you're right, we do become desensitized to it. And it's just, it doesn't mean you have to stop watching it, but it does mean that you have to be mindful. Mindful. Yeah. Yeah. And so I do feel like when you get rid of that stuff and you set boundaries Mm. on anything toxic. Yeah. It really contributes to your healing. Yeah. And that's part of where it's not just the the physical symptoms or the food you're putting in your body. It's Mm -hmm. also... It all works together. Everything in your environment. It's crazy. And I really do feel with medical medium, the healing foods is meant to unblock you. Mm. Yeah. Once you become unblocked, then you can really heal. And that's on every level that on you're saying. Every yeah. level. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by Tonic Vibes. Tonic offers CBD blends that use organic sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate New York. Their original formulations were first developed by Tonic's founder, Brittany Carbone, to help manage her own anxiety and depression. Combining plant-based ingredients like ashwagandha, black seed oil, lemon balm, and passion flower, Their soulfully crafted botanicals work synergistically with CBD to restore our body's essential balance. The magic is in the love and intention that goes into their products from seed to shelf. My favorite? Chronic Tonic, a roll-on for aches and pains that I keep in my purse. Go to Tonic Vibes, that's tonicvibes.com, and enter code INVISIBLE at checkout for 15% off. (laughs) So you talked a bit before about, you know, going to the doctors back when you were I mean, in your, I guess, 16 years of trying to get a diagnosis and treatment. Mm -hmm. Can you give us any particular anecdotes from that time or even now, you know, when you tell people about how you've healed, where you've had to, you've been confronted and, and had to justify what was going on with you so that other people could see it or understand it? Okay. Are there any particular experiences that sort of stick out for you that we can laugh about now? <laughs> oh, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Let's throw them under the bus. <laughs> um, but that's another thing where it's like, maybe we don't dwell on that negative stuff. Like, maybe it's just that those are things that happened. You know, the way I perceive it mm. is that they're hurting. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. They're in a lot of pain. Mm. And the only way for them to express it is for pain to come out of them. Mm. Is for hurt to come out of them. Mm. And so and I... it looks like judgment. Yeah. It looks like judgment. Mm. And so all I can do is really just wish them well. And just send them love. Yeah. Beautiful. And just be kind. Yeah. Because kind, kindness is true power. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Just imagine if everyone in this world was actually truly kind to themselves. Mm. That way they could be kind to others. Oh, it would be so different. It would be different. Yeah. There'd be no greed. Yeah. Yeah. No issues, really. That sounds so lovely. I know. (laughs) Can we start a commune? (laughs) A kindness commune. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we talked about the advocates that you've had in your journey. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we've touched a little bit on the work you're doing, but I'd love for you to tell us a little more about how your experience has turned you into an advocate and how it's turned you into a healer of others. Mm. Um, tell us more specifically about everything that you're doing now and, and how you're helping the chronic illness community. Yes. When I first started, so I joined Instagram in 2013 and then I was kind of sharing, you know, uh, my life as trying to be an entertainer, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. And then once I started to get, you know, I had the, the lupus diagnosis mm. 
and I started reading more about it, then I was like, I want to find a community out there because I lost a lot of friends mm. to this process. Yeah. It's not for everyone, and I understand, and it's okay. Yep. It totally is okay. You know, they have a lot going on in their lives, so you can't expect them mm. <laughs> to be there for you and totally. get angry about it. Totally. So, <clears throat> so I decided that I wanted to find a community on Instagram, and I did. There was a really awesome chronic illness uh, community out there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to share my lupus journey. Yeah. And then the lupus journey, I was I was sharing, oh, I did goodbye lupus protocol. I did mm-hmm. all these other things. I was sharing that and like it failed kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And then after that, um, when I found medical medium and it started working, I was like, I need to share this so that people know that they can heal from this. Well, so what you say about you go through something like this and you realize that you want to be of service to others. Yes. Yeah. So that's really where I think the advocacy started to really push mm. because I was like, I'm healing. My husband's healing, you know, um, and I just wanted to help people. I okay. wanted, because I was, I felt so alone in my own journey, mm. losing the friends um, even family members, um, you know, they just had their own thing going on. Yeah. So they didn't have time to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just kind of like, uh, reaching out, finding those people who were also in the same situation as me, mm. you know, connecting with them, building that bond. And then, um, then starting to advocate that this was working. Mm. So, I think for me, it's just um, just showing kindness. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's my whole yeah. jam is 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 kindness and courage. Mm. You know, um, and so I just kind of wanted to give that space mm. to other people who don't have that yeah. in their lives. Um, I wanted to be that person mm. that I didn't get to have. Sure, I wanted to be that person for them. And that's one of the things that you're doing now is that you do consult with people. Yeah. Now I do consulting. So during those two years, I was doing it for free. Hmm. So all those people that I helped who are now doing better. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of doing it from the kindness of my heart. um, Training yourself. Training myself. Yeah. And then as I was seeing like results, like people were getting better Mm. and they were sharing this with me. And I was just like... This is actually, I think this is what the universe wants me to do. Isn't it amazing? (laughs) When you start doing the thing, when you start listening to what the universe is trying to send you. Yeah. And I I mean that in the most woo-woo kind of way. Like when you finally hear it. Yes. Things start coming. Mm -hmm. Like it all just comes to you and it's so easy, isn't it? Absolutely. It's like amazing how you go from fighting all the time. Yep. To suddenly abundance. Yes. Yeah. So I am really grateful for the opportunity to mm. be able to help people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, same thing that what you're doing mm. with this podcast and everything that you do, you know, you're, we're, we're here to help. Yeah. Yeah. She said yeah. that she looked at the mic like she was talking to everyone. <laughs> Guys, we're here to help. And, and if people want to get in touch with you, you're based in the LA area. Yes. But I'm sure you do long-distance stuff too, right? I do. I yeah. have clients in the Philippines and wow. Australia. Africa. Yeah. (laughs) So you you really work with people across the board Mm -hmm. um, and people can find you on Instagram probably is the most direct way to get in contact, right? Yeah. Because I, I in fact, messaged you on Instagram and was Mm -hmm. like, I'd really like to have you on my show. (laughs) And we connected over email and it's super easy. We set it up and here we are. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing. Like I'm finding myself having more and more of these interviews where I'm like, I met this person because of Instagram. Yeah. But it's amazing, the community out there. It is. And when you find people who are creating quality content, whether that's the intent or not, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're putting something out there and it, as you say, takes courage mm-hmm. and kindness. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, you're, you and I are people who spend a lot of time talking about chronic illness, mm-hmm. right? How is important is it that we keep talking about it and, and is talking part of the, quote unquote cure, you know, is it the way that we continue to break down stigma? Absolutely. Yeah. We have to. Like we have to, we have to just shout it from the rooftops. And you know, what's interesting, you know, I, I get some interesting comments about Mm -hmm. what I share 
from people. That's also one of the wonderful things about social media, isn't it? And, um, and you know, and it's the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I get it. Like, my, what I share mm-hmm. is not for them. Sure. And... They don't have to look at it if they don't they, want to. Though. Yeah. And, but I feel like this message is so important to share that healing can happen. Mm-hmm. And... You know, when you start to really take proactive steps, again, with kindness and compassion towards yourself and, you know, start to release the foods that no longer serve you, energies, all of that, all of those things, relationships, whatever it may be, uh, trauma in your life, all those things that we hang on to that causes suffering. Yeah. Internal suffering that manifests physically. Mm. And... I feel that if I share that with people, mm. being vulnerable, being honest, being truthful, people connect to that. Yeah. And it gives them hope. Mm. And it gives them faith. Yeah. It, it gets them to think, oh, yes, I haven't been kind to myself. It's time for me to be kind to myself. Yeah. And so it is so important to talk about these illnesses and get the information out there. Well, also so that maybe it doesn't take 10 years to get diagnosed. Exactly. For the next person. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not just for the chronic illness community. It's for the wider community, for the medical community, yeah. for advocates, supporters, loved ones, everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. this does, it is about, if it's about one of us, it's about all of us, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's about all of us. Yeah. We are all in this together. We are all chronic illness warriors. Mm. We're all warriors. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you get chronic, you become chronically ill and you are called to fight harder than you've ever fought in your life. Yeah. And one thing will often pile upon the other. Mm-hmm. There will be additional stresses. Life happens. Mm-hmm. You know, misunderstandings happen within the medical system. Yeah. But being able to show compassion toward yourself, toward the people around you, mm-hmm. educate where you can, right? Yep. And educate yourself. Mm-hmm. But the fight doesn't necessarily look like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't look like the bells. <laughs> there will be no bloodshed. You know? <laughs> but it is. Sometimes it does feel that way, though. Yeah. Well, well and sometimes actually there is bloodshed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. but a lot of it is we're called to do these things because there is there's a greater purpose at play, you know, yeah. in whether or not you're religious, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's something that I think we are called to do and yeah. and then we become of service to others and yep. help sort of like spread the message that like this stuff exists in the world and mm-hmm. we can heal it together. Yeah. <sighs> and that's what this is all about is yeah. healing together. Yeah. It's not just about healing oneself. Yep. Yeah. It's healing together. Yeah. I really love that. Mm-hmm. So we we've pretty much covered everything. <laughs> and I like to wrap up my interviews with a couple of top three lists, okay. which you may know by now. So um, the first thing I'll ask you, and I, I can already predict what some of your answers will be here, but <laughs> what are your top three tips for someone who looks like they might be entering the chronic illness world, mm. you know, who has been waiting for diagnoses and, and doesn't know what to do with treatment and has symptoms, but sort of doesn't know how to move forward. Yeah. What are your top three tips? So number one, I would say definitely check out Medical Medium. Yep. <laughs> because he lists every symptom, every disease. Yeah. He lists, yeah, every symptom. Mm. And so all you have to do is just look up your symptom and then figure out how you can heal it. Mm. Just applying the supplements. Um, <clears throat> the second one, find your community. Mm-hmm. It's really important to find your community. Whether if it's Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Or even support groups through particular chronic illness organizations like Lupus. And, yes. You know, yes. Yeah. Yes. I did actually go to these local support groups mm. um, for Lupus around here. <clears throat> and, um, and I think one of the really great things that I learned from that support group was you make your own treatment. Mm. You're the boss of you. You're the boss. So if your doctor thinks 
you know, is working on an, an, a treatment for you and you think it's either too aggressive or not aggressive enough, you speak up. Yeah. And you say. So that was the one thing that I really took away from that experience. Mm. Because I wasn't on an aggressive treatment and I was getting worse. Mm. And after that, I spoke up. Mm. Yeah, I, it did get me on <laughs> more medication. <laughs> but... You know, I was moving forward in a way that was proactive for my health to, well, and to we help should also, get better. I don't even know if we completely covered this, but you're off all your medications now pretty much, aren't you? Almost. Yeah. I'm just weaning off one. It's a Plaquenil? Plaquenil. Which is often prescribed for lupus. Yes. But, like, the fact that you're at a point where you're weaning off of it is, like... It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And I, I wake up each day. I don't have pain. Sometimes, it's interesting, I'll have a dream... And I'll wake up with phantom pain. Oh, wow. But that's all, that's emotional remnant stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. It is so crazy. Because, like, I'll have a dream, like, that I'll be playing, performing. Mm. And usually whenever I played my instrument, it would cause flare-ups Which for me. Which was the oboe, right? Yeah, the oboe. Mm. A lot of back pressure. Mm. So I had this one dream. It was last week. I had a dream that I was playing my English horn. Mm. And I was giving a concert. And then I woke up and I was like, oh no, like, I was like telling my husband, I was like, oh no, I think my pain is coming back. Wow. But then literally as I woke up 10 minutes later, it was gone. Mm. So it's just it's like. the dream's there to remind you to be thankful for the health you have in a way, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. It's a so, gratitude thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So going back to the tip. So it's, uh-huh. it's medical medium. Find your community. Find your community and stand up for yourself. You yeah. Stand up for yourself. Yeah. Really and, advocate for yourself. Yeah. Which is, you'll be on a learning curve with that, but you'll find your way through it. I think yeah. we all manage to at some stage. It's it's by setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Because you don't let your doctor um, have the say all. Yeah. And actually, when, when you do, when you decide to do medical medium with your mes- Western treatment, because mm. it does work well together. Mm. Because um, some people think, oh, I have to stop all my medication to do medical medium. No, no. I did it together. Yeah. And it helped me to wean off all my medication. Which may or may not have been the goal. Like, someone else could do that. It may not be your goal to get off the medication. It wasn't my goal. Yeah. But it just happened to be that way. Mm-hmm. My doctor's like, you're doing better. You don't need this medication anymore. Yeah. You don't need this. But it's always there, too. Like, you know, yeah. maybe a few years down the line, as age does what it does to our bodies, like, maybe yeah. you do end up back on Plaquenil. But, like, fine. If you have a few years off of it, though. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, at that time, um, I should also add... Um, the doctors, because we had just gotten married. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have children. Right. Oh, yeah. This is important. And he, they said, all of them said to me, we do not recommend you to ever have children. Mm. And I was like, yeah, but I really want to. And mm. they were like, well, what's more important, your health or yeah, having kids? So they were like trying to get me. And I was like, like get well first and then worry about it, right? <laughs> right. But they were like... They were basically telling me that I was never going to be fully better. Yeah. And that I will have to be on this medication for life. Yeah. And that I will never, ever have the opportunity to have kids. Mm. So just throw that dream away. Mm. So with the medical medium, because I healed myself, now my doctors are like, go have kids. That's amazing. Go do it. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Maybe next time we talk to you, there'll be a little bun in the oven. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. 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 Okay. So one more top three list. Okay. What would be, like, obviously you've you've made these changes in the way you live your entire life. Mm-hmm. Do you still have any cheats that you, you haven't been able to, you know, sort of knock out of your, your wheelhouse or guilty pleasures or even like comfort activities Mm. that you turn to if you're having a flare-up or might feel like a flare-up could be coming on Mm -hmm. like cheats guilty pleasures comfort activities what would your top three be okay comfort activities the very first one that i love to to default to Mm. is my heating blanket oh you've got one of the is it one of those that goes under the sheets or over the sheets um i have a bunch of them (laughs) 
many of There's them. There's not just one. Not just one. I have many of them in every single room of this house. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love that she also, like, you look toward the couch. Like, you've got one on the couch. I've got one on the couch. Down. Yeah. I've got two in my bedroom, you know, in the other room, too. Yeah. So, yeah, I cannot live without my heating blanket. It mm. just, it brought me so much comfort when I was sick because it alleviated the joint pain and stuff like that. Yeah. But now it's just, like... It just feels nice and cozy. Yeah, it's like a hug. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my default is to just, like, lay in bed and rest. Mm. I don't go all day long. Yeah. You know, I have those bells on for a reason. Mm-hmm. So when the bell goes off and it's my resting meditation time, mm. then I'll go upstairs, I'll actually climb into bed mm. with my heating blanket, and I'll just rest for an hour. Oh, that's great. That's it. Super. Oh. You know, your body needs that. Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll read a book or I'll, you know, or I'll meditate during the time. Like, I'll just keep it, keep it um, very calming. Mm. Blanket helps. Yeah. <laughs> the Yeah. The heating blanket always helps. Um, and then the second one, a guilty pleasure. Yep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know how people are going to feel about me after I share this. <laughs> We're opening up a can of worms. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so on YouTube, Mm. there's this thing called mukbang. What is that? It's M-U-K-B-A-N-G. And it's basically people who who videotape themselves, like record themselves, of them eating food. Oh, but isn't that... (laughs) There, isn't there an erotic element of that? Like, a lot of people listen to that because the sound of them eating is a thing? Um, maybe. Yeah. That could be part of it. I had a it. neighbor who used to, like, record herself. And I was like, she was a lawyer. She was doing really well. And she was like, I make extra money doing it. And I was like, what? People pay you to listen to this. Yes. Yes. But oh you know goodness. what? When I watch that, it is a guilty pleasure for me because I love watching them eat the foods that I can't eat. Oh, interesting. So then, so when you I, still won't you won't cheat on the food stuff. You're you're not. I, like, yeah, I'll cheat every once in a while. Very rarely, special though. occasions. Yeah. yeah, and um, but when I watch them do it, it's like almost like I'm eating it. <laughs> but then afterwards, I realize, oh, I don't feel pain from this. Yeah, like I don't feel disgusting after eating this and then I actually feel really bad for them (laughs) and I'm like I hope their health is okay yeah oh my goodness you know but it's like it's almost like you know when you hang out with with um friends who have crazy kids yeah it's like oh that's the form of birth control this is for you with this the is food. this is what this is for me when yeah. I watch the mukbang and the thing is my husband's like why are you watching that <laughs> I'm like well I really so even your husband thinks it's a little yeah weird. he thinks it's weird and I'm like yeah but I really enjoy watching them cook it oh I see so there's a preparation there's a preparation and, okay and then they eat it so I really enjoy watching them cook it and see how they cook it and then I'm just kind of like oh I can't eat that I can't eat that you know yeah. but then as they're eating it I'm like oh gosh it looks so good. Mm. And I'm kind of enjoying it through them. And then after, as soon as they're done eating, I'm just like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't eat that. <laughs> so even cooking shows <laughs> would work for you, too. Like, it doesn't have to be mukbang. Yeah. But you get the joy of t- watching them eat it. And the yeah. Like, yeah, cooking shows. Mm. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff is just, yeah. like, a guilty pleasure for me. Mm. I think it's, it's – look, whatever floats your boat, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's now like, Ugh. oh. we're done with her. I know. <laughs> Exactly. I don't know about this one. Uh, I do. She's good. <laughs> Lauren, I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm going to have to check out Mukbang, actually. So. <laughs> so thank you for the recommendation, really. Yeah. <laughs> and one more. Do you have one more, like, secret indulgence, guilty pleasure, comfort mm. activity? Game of Thrones Season 8. <laughs> you know, I'm so happy it's over. Uh, with the Game of Thrones, yeah, but it wasn't really stress. it wasn't really a guilty pleasure. I just wanted to know. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I just wanted to should, know. I should have read the books, but then they changed them. I suppose. Yeah, too, so yeah, they... yeah. Mm. Um, last one that's a guilty pleasure. Um, gosh, I would say it was just those two. Yeah, I mean, I don't really see it as cheating or guilty pleasure because the if you're, in the health. I mean. Yeah, like I'll sometimes I'll eat like like the other day I had Korean fried chicken mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. 
And I think when you're mindful, when you're quote unquote cheating, I don't see it as cheating. I see it as I'm mindfully choosing this. Mm. And I know that I can always come back to the healing foods. Mm. The healing foods are always going to be there. It's always going to be in the grocery stores for you to pick up. Yeah. You know, you can always come back to it. And I know that even though I ate a cookie or if I ate, you know, we went out um, and got ice cream or something like that with friends, Mm. that I'm enjoying the moment with my friends and not saying, I can't do that. Yeah. And be that person. You know, we went to a barbecue the other day for Memorial Day, Mm. and there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't eat, but I ate it with gratitude because they cooked it. Mm. I didn't feel so great afterwards, however, uh, because I haven't eaten that kind of stuff in so long that, like, my stomach is like, I don't know about this. Yeah. But But, you didn't have a flare. You just had, like, a little bit of a tummy upset. It was just a tummy upset. Yeah. And so after that, you know, I, I just say... I'm grateful for the experience. I'm grateful that I was with my friends mm. and um, and just being mindful of what I was doing at that moment so mm. that I can take responsibility and eat a spinach soup when I got home or, mm. you know, more celery juice, like that kind of stuff. It's taking responsibility for your own healing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Jenny Orenstein, <laughs> it has been such a pleasure having you on the show <laughs> and I can't wait to hear about when you get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I can't wait to check out Mukbang. <laughs> and um, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so grateful for our connection. Yeah, it's great. And I'm, like, I'm like, you're my new best friend. You don't even know. <laughs> We're in LA together. You're stuck with me now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Ember Wave, the intelligent bracelet that helps control how you experience temperature. I'm heat sensitive, and this device has been a lifesaver. Using patented technology, it cools or warms the temperature-sensitive skin on your wrist, creating a natural response in your body and mind that helps you thermally adjust in minutes. It was selected by Time Magazine as one of 2018's best inventions. For those of you with mounting medical costs to consider, the team at Ember offer a payment plan in partnership with a firm. And because you listen to Uninvisible, they are offering you $50 off. Go to emberlabs.com slash invisible, that's E-M-B-R labs.com, and experience personal thermal wellness on a whole new level with me. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening. As always, please check us out online at uninvisiblepod.com and all over the social media world at uninvisiblepod. We love your feedback and suggestions, so please drop us a line via the website if you have questions, ideas for topics to cover in future episodes, or just want to say hello. We're all about relationships and collaboration here, so credit where credit is due. Music for this episode is by Sean Hart, who can be found at seanhart.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts.